You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You show up to play football against them and you get your ass kicked. I mean, you get your freaking teeth kicked in by that defense and by the style of offense that they play. And I don't think anybody looks forward to seeing that game on their schedule. Hey, now it's cracking. Welcome back to the Jim Rome podcast and welcome to football season. That's right. Week one finally here. So for episode 234, I tracked down a fixture of the National Football League. One of my all time favorite people. I cannot tell you how much I admire and respect this guy. My dude, Chargers radio voice, Matt Money Smith. And if you're wondering why he's called Money, you are about to find out. It is episode 234 with NFL Network and Chargers voice, Matt Money Smith, and it's coming at you right now. My man, nobody better. Nobody better and picking me up in an enormous way. I can't say how hyped I am to spend some more time with Matt Money Smith. Money, it is so good to have you back on the program. Thank you very much. How you doing, dude? I'm doing well. Listen, anytime you call, uh, you say jump, I say how high, Jim. The man responsible for putting this ugly mug on TV, along with our friend Bill McDonald, who used to do the Carl's Jr. Roundtable. Uh, I cannot thank you enough for everything you've done to help me with this career that I am so blessed to have and thankful to have as football starts. Dude, my guy, I mean this sincerely, man. You are one of the most talented guys that I know, and you long, you owe me nothing. So at this point, I am really grateful that you say yes when I call. So let's just jump right into it. You know, given both of your roles is a radio voice of the Chargers, and the fact that you focus on the draft as part of your work with the NFL Network. Let's combine those two things. I want to ask you about Justin Herbert. He's been so amazing in his first two years in the league. I'm curious, what was your evaluation of him coming out of Oregon, and then why do you think he has thrived the way he has as quickly as he has? Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, Jim, coming out of Oregon, and, and usually, look, my opinions are typically a, a just combination of all the scouts and coaches that I've been fortunate to get to know after all my years um, at the Combine for that week and, and just kind of being able to eavesdrop on conversations. And and look, it wasn't, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was just we didn't see a lot. You know, you're projecting. And and when, her, when, when Justin was drafted, it was right after Josh Allen was drafted, And there were all these questions about, well, you're just chasing measurables and and accuracy is the most important thing when evaluating a quarterback, not if he's 6'6", 230 pounds and can throw a football over them mountains. So there was a bit of of negativity surrounding Justin because a lot of people thought it was just size, athleticism, arm strength. Um, There were questions about his personality, um, that that he was kind of quiet. Uh, I was fortunate. I was on the field when he was going through the drills portion, and and he opted to throw. I give him credit for that. And why wouldn't he, right? He had the best arm out there. But, like, it started out a little – I don't want to – I mean, it was like maybe two or three throws. And then I just remember – I think it was Napper, actually, you know, rest in peace, that that kind of went up to him. If I remember right, I I don't want to make something up that didn't happen, but I feel like someone went up to him and was like, hey, dude, you're the most talented guy out here. Just freaking cut it loose. And once that happened, then he put on a show. And I think that's what solidified him in the top 10. You know, we saw Tua in all those primetime games and just the suddenness in his, his movements, the electricity in the way he played. 
Um, and there was excitement around him. And of course, Joe Burrow, having logged the greatest individual season in college football history, seemed to cement him as, as the number one. And Herbert just seemed like that guy that there was the big question mark around. And man, once once he got in, we started hearing whispers. You know, as, as you mentioned, I, I do the play-by-play for the Chargers. So we started hearing, like, dude, you have no idea how good this guy is. This this is incredible. He's picked up the playbook. They they dropped it off in, in rookie camp, and he's already got it mastered. He already knows, you know, through Shane Steichen and, and Anthony Lynn. And and then just in that weird debut, you know, when DJ and I are, are sitting up in the booth, and I remember he walked onto the field, and, and Daniel Jeremiah, who, whom I do the games with, call the games with, said, hey, he's like pointing down there so he doesn't say it on the air, and I'm the guy, the play-by-play guy that gets to announce that, that Herbert's in the game. And he's just mouthing, like, maybe trick play, maybe trying to catch the Chiefs off guard. That's how we were introduced to Justin Herbert. And, man, did he put on a show in his first ever start, nearly beating the Chiefs in a game they needed overtime to get a victory. It really is amazing. Matt Money Smith joining us. So, Matt, you've got a mind for numbers, as your nickname would suggest, right? I want to preface this by saying this is an enormous Brandon Staley House. I love this guy, and one of the reasons, well, many of the reasons I love this guy is that fearlessness, that aggressiveness. However, at times, you certainly could argue that while he took some big shots, it did hurt the team last year. Do you see him making any adjustments in that approach, or is this who this dude is, and should we expect more of the same this season? So, I, you know, I'm not trying to, to hedge, but I do think it is a nuanced answer. One, it is who he is, and it's who the players want him to be. They get, they get jacked, man. They get juiced when he goes for it. They love it. And, and I know that because I've seen him get flat when he doesn't. Uh, they got flat in that Houston game. Now, there was no energy in that day after Christmas game. You know, we were in Houston for Christmas Day. It was a big COVID game. Michael Davis got pulled off the field because he tested positive in the locker room. There were like 20 guys missing from that game. There might have been 5,000 people in the stands. But, you know, their first opening drive, their opening drive, they kick a 41-yard field goal, and it just felt like someone let air out of the balloon. And that happened against the Vikings, too. Kicked a field goal early, and it just felt – didn't feel right. It's like, that's not what this team is, man. This team is all gas. This team is – one of the five, if not three best offenses in the league. And you're going to have to defend us for four downs, not three. So don't exhale yet because we're still coming. Um, I do think that's part of their identity. I think the defense loves it because it puts faith in them that, hey, look, we might not get this. And if we don't, I expect you to lift us up. Um, But I do think there's a flip side to that. And that is, look, last year, he didn't necessarily have the pieces that fit the scheme that he wants to play. Um, you know, the, the style of defense that he wants to play, I'm not going to get too deep into it. And, and it would just be, be me regurgitating what other people have told me about this defense, but he needed different guys up front to play what he likes to play in gap and a half. And it just wasn't happening with the way Gus played and with all those players that were left over from the year before. So you're talking about a team that was, I think third to last against the run. I think they were last on third down. And I think he felt like I got to play this way to win games. You know, and, and look, it won games. They don't win that Browns game if he's not going for it on fourth down. They don't win the Chiefs game at Arrowhead in week three if he doesn't go for it on those fourth downs. So, you know, we always remember the ones that don't work out, but nobody wants to give him the applause he deserves for the ones that did. So I think he's still going to be aggressive. He's still going to go for it on fourth down, but he's got a much better defense and he's got a much better special teams unit, Jim, that he's going to probably feel a lot better leaning on you know, to protect the lead or to hold a team to a three and out. I agree with you, Money. I, I agree with everything you just said. And he does have a better defense and he does have better pieces. The team took that big swing. Clones, what do we want? 
when we're craving protein or we need more energy. Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. No, we want beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky, shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein, and it comes in four amazing flavors that satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Obviously, I'm bringing in Khalil Mack. He's now 31. His sack total did go down dramatically, but he was banged up last year. How much do you think, Matt, he has left in the tank? And then how much of an impact do you see him having on the Chargers defense this year? Yeah, I'll tell you, Jim, he wrecked there. I went out to every training camp practice, and, and I can't remember the – I think it was the day before, maybe two days before the Cowboys got into town. He wrecked practice, just totally wrecked it. The offense could not do anything. Um, and the thing with Khalil that, that I've noticed is – and I'm sure people in Chicago, you know, or at the time Oakland would say, well, yeah, of course, you dumbass. Like, he is so good against the run. Like, it's incredible. He is in the backfield. He reads. He gets his keys, and he is there. I mean, like that. So – like I mentioned, they were third worst against the run last year. Joey Bosa, I think, is the best all-around end in the league when it comes to pass rush plus run defense. So now you put him on the other side. And I think pass rush is going to be, believe as crazy as it sounds, I think that's the gravy. Like, to me, it's you're not going to run on this team like you did last year, you know? And, and I think that's one of the big reasons why Brandon Staley wanted him and Tom Telesco got him here. It's like, yes, he's going to – and you know what? He's going to be – look at what happened to Robert Quinn last year in Chicago, right? All that attention on Khalil and Robert Quinn posts one of the best sack seasons in the history of Chicago football. Well, that ain't happening in, in L.A. You know, you're not going to double Bosa uh, or you're not going to double Mac at the expense of Joey Bosa. So it's going to be fun to see. And, and man, he is he is all business. Like, he, I, I, when I'm around him and, and, you know, I watch him do the interviews of the pressers, he looks like he is a dude that is just in a you-just-wait you, you want to run your mouth. You just wait and see what I'm about to do out here. Right. So, Money, one more thought about the Chargers, and not to spend all of our time on that, but one more thought. You mentioned Tom Telesco. So I want to ask you this. Obviously, the Spanos family takes a lot of heat for moving the team from San Diego and not having the financial resources of some of the more affluent ownership groups around the league. But, but what's it say about their commitment to try to win right now and the work of Telesco that they were willing to pay big money with $40 million guaranteed to sign J.C. Jackson as a free agent? NFL.com has got him rated as the best corner in the league. Yeah, I think it – well, look, I think there's two things, and I'm not trying to take a, a shot at San Diego even though they hate me down there, which is understandable. I'm the voice of the, the L.A. Chargers, but I think it shows you why they moved. You know, that there has not been one – financial misstep by the Spanos since they moved here. Joey needed a new contract. Joey was made the highest paid defensive end in the league. Keenan needed a new contract. He was given the highest average annual salary for a wide receiver in the league. Their defense was a disaster last year. They traded for 23 million bucks, converted it to a signing bonus and wrote a $27 million check to Khalil Mack and handed 80 million bucks to JC Jackson and 80 million bucks to Derwin James. Like, 
I think it shows you they they recognized exactly what you described, that there are owners in this league that have just different financial situations than than anyone else. And and they can write signing bonus checks and guaranteed money checks in the number in the hundred and two hundred million dollar range in an offseason. And that's hard to compete with because of the escrow clause the NFL has. So since they've moved to LA, I don't think there's any debating you know, the way the Spanoses have done business when it comes to signing players that are free agents and making sure the ones that they've drafted and developed don't ever leave this team. I mean, it's it's been great what, what they've been through. You're certainly not wrong, Money. And so jumping around the league before I let you go, and it's so good to have you back, you know, or well, you may or may not know, but <laughs> I, I'm a huge Baker Mayfield guy. I still I get a kick out of this guy. I really do. I think the Browns, in a way, did this guy dirty in the way they handled this whole situation. Not in making the decision, but in the way they made that decision. He's out there. He's grinding. He's playing hurt. They let him twist. They finally let him go. He's going to get that opportunity to stick it to them on Sunday when they host the Browns. What's your outlook for Baker this season? I'm with you, man. I like Baker. I, I, I think he's a good quarterback, you know, and, and they did do him dirty because we all know, you know, the number one thing you think of when you hear the name Baker Mayfield is grit, you know, and attitude. And, and that dude played last year. And in talking to some people around that team, he was messed up. He, his foot was messed up. His arm was messed up. And he just refused. And, like, that's what you hear. Like, it is, it's that warrior mentality. you got to carry me out on my shield. And it's like, yeah, he did himself a disservice by going out there and cost himself a bunch of money. But he's a good quarterback, man. I saw it. Uh, look, I saw it firsthand. You know, that was a, that. Remember, we were talking about that game um, against the Browns. You know, I watched Baker throw for, I think he threw for 300 yards. Uh, he had the Browns up by two touchdowns in, in the third quarter, and he was part of, of going tit for tat with, with Herbert in the fourth quarter when I think there were like six touchdowns scored. So I'm a big believer. I like that. Like, I, I think anyone that's been around Matt Rule um, likes him, wants to see him succeed. It certainly has not gone great for him. Um, since he kind of made that jump to the NFL. But, look, I look at that defensive, kind of the defensive front in particular. They signed Ioannidis in the offseason. Like, I, I think the Panthers are sneaky, man. I really do. You know, Tom Brady lost the entire interior of that line. How good is Jameis going to be? How consistent can he be at taking care of the football? I, I would love to see a great season from Baker. Nobody in the league likes you know, what the Haslam's did in the offseason when it comes to, like, the way they handled that, the Sean Watson situation, the contract they handed out. So, look, I, I think it's – even for the Baker detractors, I think because of the way that whole thing played out, I do think there's going to be some Panther fans out there, especially, especially on week one. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just 5 bucks and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. You bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game you get paid instantly even if your team loses download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code Rome and get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday that's code Rome only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL minimum age and eligibility restrictions to apply see show notes for details 
See, I'm kind of conflicted. Like, I, I agree with you. I, I hate the way the Haslam's handled that. I hate what I heard from them. Like, I don't even want to give them the benefit of a question to you about their team. <laughs> so I'm conflicted. Like, what I want to say to you is, hey, Money, they screwed that thing up so badly, but but they've got a really nice roster. They've got a great running attack with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They've got a terrific defense led by Miles Garrett. I want to ask you, can Jacoby Brissett do enough as a game manager to hold this thing together until Deshaun Watson comes back? But part of me doesn't want to ask the question because of everything we just talked about. <laughs> but you have. So, But I have, and, uh, right? So, you know what? I'm going to leave it up to you, it. Money. You answer it or not, and then I'll follow your lead. Yeah, I'll answer it. Okay. Um, they have an incredible roster. They have a, an incredible roster. And like I equate it to I equate it to San Francisco, right? And is Jimmy Garoppolo a great quarterback? No. But Kyle Shanahan's a good play caller. And their offensive and defensive line combined might be the best in the league. If you say, hey, give me an offensive line and a defensive line from the same team, they're in the conversation. And you know what? So are the Browns. That's a really good offensive line with Jedrick Wills and Joe Batonio and Wyatt Teller and Jack Conklin. Like, that's a good line. You mentioned the backs. You know, Stefanski has an identity of running the ball. And then you go to the defensive line. Miles Garrett might be the most disruptive force in the NFL. Um, Jadavian Clowney had a nice bounce back season last year. And we know the secondary, you know, with Denzel Ward anchoring that. And, and I thought Greg Newsom played really well last year as a young player, as a rookie. That's that's formidable. You know, that's a good D-line, O-line combo that can that can do some damage and it, it can handle a game manager. Just don't mess it up, Jacoby. A couple designed runs in there because he's an athlete. Um, and and I, I think all they have to do is go 500, right? Get Deshaun back. And then I think the interesting part is going to be, and I think a lot of us will maybe, I don't know, will be rooting for it. Like, dude, you haven't played football in two years. Right. Like that, that ain't easy to just take a snap and, and be one of the most dynamic, impressive quarterbacks in the league like he was before, you know, he dug his feet in and said, I'm not playing for you anymore, Houston. It has been a long time since that dude played an NFL game. I don't suspect that that guy's going to step right in there after two years and just start doing what he did. I, I don't see that happening myself. Matt, before you go, since you mentioned Jimmy G, let me ask you this. Like, they have a really good insurance policy. Not, not that anybody expected it to play out like this necessarily, but sure, they've got a really nice insurance policy right now, and they've got a rework contract, so that makes them even more attractive. Any concern in your mind, though, about what having him around, despite that insurance, what that might do to Trey Lance? Will that undermine his confidence? Will he be looking over his shoulder? Could that be a bad thing? So, like, I, I, I guess I, my answer is kind of I don't know because I don't know what Jimmy's, what Jimmy Garoppolo's relationship is with his teammates in the locker room. Like, do they look to it's him? It's good though, right? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, it's good. It's, they love him, right? Yeah, but I like. Do they look to him like like the Panthers look to Cam Newton? You know, and and we're like, hey, that's our guy. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like, is he the vocal leader of that uh -huh. offense, or is it Trent Williams? Um, you know what I mean? Or is it George Kittle? Like, is he that guy? Because to me, I, I look, man, Jimmy was terrible in the playoffs. Remember, I think he threw what he threw uh, no touchdowns and a pick in the game against the Packers. I want to say no touchdowns and a pick in the game against the Cowboys. It's not like he carried them, you know. Like it was the defense and the running attack and a couple splash plays that won those specifically special teams against the Packers, right? A block punt that won the game, that won those games. So, and plus for me, like 
I just remember being at the Combine Gym and hearing about Trey Lance, about how impressive he was on the board, how impressive he was in meetings, just what a and standing next to him and seeing what a big physical specimen he is. And I, I just have that much faith, faith in Kyle Shanahan, man. I think, look, I, I, there, maybe there's someone better. Maybe it's Sean McVay. But when it comes to calling offense, you know, he's done it his whole career. He did it with Kirk Cousins. He did it with Matt Ryan. He did it with Brian Hoyer. He did it with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what I mean? Like, I just – and with what he did with RG3, like, I just think he had the wraps on Trey Lance in the preseason, and everyone's like, oh, the, the preseason was miserable. And I think he's going to unleash a completely different beast when the regular season starts, and you're going to have to account for that quarterback along with those running backs, along with how physical their receivers are and George Kittle and Debo Sam. I mean, that's the thing about the 49ers, man. You show up to play football against them and you get your ass kicked. I mean, you get your freaking teeth kicked in by that defense and by the style of offense that they play. And I don't think anybody looks forward to seeing that game on their schedule. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I hit them. I love the value. I hit them. I hit them hard 100%. because of everything you just said. I love the roster and I love Shanahan as a play caller. Oh, I can't wait to get to this. Let me talk to you for a minute about the Conair Turbo Extreme Steam Steam and Iron 2-in-1. Or as I like to refer to it as the Conair Turbo Extreme Steam. I love this product so much. It is the most powerful handheld steamer I have ever seen. What that means is you get fast and easy wrinkle removal. Look, I want to look sharp. I want to look buttoned up. I hate wrinkles. But I no longer have to worry about that because of the extra large sole plate, which can be used in vertical or horizontal action. It also works without steam is a dry iron. I'm talking serious technology. Advanced heat technology is ready almost instantly, and it obliterates wrinkles with turbocharged dry steam. Four settings for delicate to turbo is perfect for all fabrics. And it kills 99.9% of bacteria, and it sanitizes around the house, and it refreshes clothing. It is easy to use. It is great for at home or on the go. To get yours today, go to Amazon and search Conair Turbo Extreme Steam and look for the Steam and Iron 2-in-1. Hey, listen, I've not been on the field and seen Trey Lance, but I've seen what he did previously. I've had him on the program. I could not have been more impressed with the way he showed up on this program. I mean, there's a lot to like about him. Money, before you go, let me ask you this. What do you, I'm curious, how do you think Devontae Adams does without Aaron Rodgers? And then how do you think Aaron Rodgers does without Devontae Adams? So I'll, I'll answer the last part first, you know, just kind of being around Justin Herbert and the way they, they structured their wide receiver room and the receivers they went to got to, to get um, great quarterbacks, incredible quarterback, elite quarterbacks make good receivers, great, great receivers, elite. So I don't have any concerns about Aaron Rodgers, And I think it's a reason why you saw Green Bay rarely go out and get receivers because they knew, look, if we can just get average guys, he's going to make them good. You know, if we can get good guys, he's going to make them great. And that's not taking anything away from Devontae. I don't think there's any question about how, you know, what an elite receiver he is in this league and in the conversation is the best receiver in the league. The one, so I think Green Bay's fine. I think they'll be fine with, with Lazard and, and you know, the, the dubs and, and the, the rookies that they have, Watson. I think they're going to be fine. Um, the Raiders thing's interesting because I don't, I don't necessarily think it's on Derek. Well, it is on Derek Carr. He doesn't like to hold the football. He just doesn't. He never has. That has never been something he has done until last year. It finally came around 
last year when he was pushing that ball downfield. It was the back end of 2020, and it was last year when we saw this new Derek Carr. And it's like, okay, well, now all of you people that have been getting all butthurt about saying he's not elite and he's average, and that's why they continually look for an upgrade. It's because he just wouldn't stand in there and push the ball downfield, and it was driving John Gruden insane. Well, we saw he's capable of doing it because he did it last year. In this division, with that offensive line, man, I don't know. I, I'm anxious to see it. I'm going to see it in person on Sunday with Khalil Mack and, and, and Joey Bosa coming after him. I'm going to see whether or not he's still comfortable standing in there because, look, that's, that's how you get real value out of Devontae Adams. Like, you can't – Josh McDaniels cannot run the offense that he ran for Tom Brady without Randy Moss and just do these quick, you know, hey, balls out of your hands before two seconds to maximize the value of Devontae. You know, so I'm anxious to see how that lines up with what might be one of the biggest question marks at offensive line in the league. You know, the best offensive lineman they got is Colton Miller, and Joey Bosa's eating his lunch every time he's faced him. So that's going to be a real interesting start to the season that I think will kind of dictate how this is going to go. Because, look, when he plays Kansas City, he's going to have to deal with Chris Jones and Frank Clark, and I think Karloftis is going to have a great season. When he goes to Denver, he's going to have to deal with Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregor. Like, He's got six games a year where he's got ends coming after him and and not a great offensive line in front of him. So I think a lot of that is on McDaniels and and how he's going to structure this offense to get that ball out of his hands to maximize those great pass catchers that he has before Carr's got pressure in his face and just doesn't want to stand in there. His stuff is gold. Did you know a fire department responds to a fire every 23 seconds? October is fire prevention month, so never too soon to think about that because it's right around the corner, and we have teamed up with First Alert, the most trusted brand in fire safety to help protect your whole home with safety that you can trust. Smoke and carbon monoxide alarms help provide an early warning in the event of a home emergency. And having enough First Alert smoke and carbon monoxide alarms is one of the very best things that you can do for your home and your family. Install alarms on every single level and in every bedroom of your home. And then once they are installed, it is really important to maintain them by testing them with regularity. Also, remember the alarms do not last forever and they do need to be replaced at least every 10 years. If you can't remember the last time you replaced your alarm, it is best to replace the unit completely. And for a replacement option, by far, my favorite is First Alert's 10-year sealed battery alarms. 10-year sealed battery alarms are convenient, and they eliminate the need for battery replacements for an entire decade. For more information on fire safety products, safety tips, and educational activities that you can do at your home with your family, go to firstalert.com slash fire prevention month. Money, one last thought. The division is so incredible. It is so incredible, and you've got the best seat in the house for it. I mean, I look at the AFC West, and we didn't really talk about KC, you know, and kind of curious to me that I understand why Tyreek Hill is going to go to Miami, get the big contract, get out of there, and hype Tua, I guess, kind of, sort of. But then Sammy Watkins going out of his way to hype his new quarterback. So KC isn't necessarily getting better. How do you get better when you lose a guy that's irreplaceable? But everybody in the division is so active. And then you get Denver picking up Russell Wilson and then getting that contract done. I know you're close to it, and you got to be objective. But who is the team to beat in that division? You know, I think you could 
I think you could make a case for any, I think legitimately any of the four, even though I just said that I'm not crazy about not having a great offensive line. So that's where my issue comes in with the Raiders and why right. I would probably put them forth. But man, if they, if that group can coalesce and you got to deal with Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro and, and Devonta Adams, my God, what a nightmare. So like, that's what makes this division so great is I think you can make a compelling case for any of them. I think their chargers have the best roster, on paper, um, obviously the Chiefs are the proven commodity, and why would you ever pick against them when they've won this thing six years in a row? Uh, I'm a little concerned about the Broncos just because, you know, it was a team with a strong defensive identity, and it was, you know, like I never counted on a sweep when the Chargers played the Broncos just because I knew the defense and that secondary and Vic Fangio was going to dial something up that was going to wreck the game, and and they lost that, you know? Like that's... I don't think that's being mentioned enough. Yes, they gained Russell Wilson, but they have a first-year head coach in Nate Hackett, and and they lost the best defensive mind in the league. So it's impossible to to, to suggest that they're not going to lose some juice on defense without Fangio there. Um, my thing with the Chiefs that I'm interested in is I almost wonder, you know, if they looked at the Chargers and and defensively Spags, you know, went to Andy Reid and said, "Look, I can deal with speed." But, man, when we got to go against Keenan and Mike, those guys eat our lunch. I need size, man. I need some of these big bodies because I know Mahomes can push it downfield, and I think it's tougher to deal with a six-foot-three guy than it is to deal with a four-three guy. Um, now, having that, been, having said that, I, I've been talking to, to defensive guys on the Chargers and, and catering the night before Chiefs games, and, man, you can just see it on their faces. Freaking Tyreek Hill. What what do you do with that guy? Because they would line up. It's like, it's insane. They would line up these over routes, these three by ones, and Tyreek would be on the inside of the three. And then all of a sudden you'd see a linebacker walk over there and you're like, he's dead. (laughs) That's just what the game was, you know? And, and that's, it's going to be interesting to see how they overcome that. And I don't want to discount the Broncos by saying they're going to lose something defensively, because again, like I mentioned with, with Patrick Mahomes and and with that threesome in, in uh, Las Vegas, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Patrick Hamler, like it help, if they're fully healthy, Albert O, Javante Williams, like that's that offense is a nightmare. So that's what makes this the this is the best division I have ever seen since they shifted to eight divisions. I, I don't, you know, whether or not it plays out that way, if they can stay healthy and everyone stays that competitive, I don't know. But as it stands right now, on the eve of of the the season starting this coming Sunday, I should say, when all these teams are going to play. I've never seen a division so talented and so deep with all four teams being able to to legitimately make a claim like, yeah, we got enough to win this thing. 100% fair and accurate. Matt, last thought. You mentioned DJ. I just want to say, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, I have as much respect for the two of you individually and collectively as anybody in the sport. I want to ask you about DJ. Have you ever been around a better guy, a more informed guy, a more insightful guy? Did I mention a better guy? And what's it like to share a booth with him? He, uh, Daniel Jeremiah uh, is the best. If you're not following it, move the sticks uh, on Instagram, Twitter, his YouTube page. You're missing out. He just see thing. He sees things that that most people don't. Um, and it's you know when I credit the Chargers for having the vision to bring a scout into the booth instead of a former player. You know because that's typically who the analyst is, right? It's a former player from the team. And I'm not taking anything away from Nick Hardwick. He was an awesome analyst. And offensive line analysis is is exceptional. Um, Daniel sees all 22 guys in the moment. 
I can't do that. Like I, you know, I, I just, I can't, I'm following the ball. I might be able to see some routes that the receivers are running. Cause I'm trying to figure out where Herbert's going to throw the ball. Um, just speaking to the Chargers side of things when that play is completed. So typically, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit. So I'm play by play. The second they break the huddle, I start talking, right? Justin Herbert in the shotgun, Austin Eckler on his right hip, two receivers left, Mike Williams all alone, one-on-one coverage, right ball snap. Williams in route, pass complete, eight yards, second down and two. Now, I stop talking, right? So that's maybe three and a half seconds of the play. From the second I stop talking, the way DJ breaks that down, uh, you know what, Matt? Uh, Raiders brought a blitz there. It was picked up brilliantly by Eckler, had to get to the other side of of Justin, but what I want to point out is that rookie Zion, he climbed to the second level and he was able to push his guy off a spot that helped knock that guy off the route for Mike Williams. That's why he made the play. The interesting thing though, Keenan was open on the backside there. So I would not be surprised if Herbert saw that and he's looking at it in these next two or three plays. Like that's what you get. And it's just crap. I'm like, how do you see all of that? How, how does your mind process all of that in two and a half seconds because the second the ball is spotted, and I say second and two, he's off and running, and that's the kind of stuff you get. Like it's, it just it doesn't make sense to people like me. Like I don't I don't know how you can possibly see all of that in that short amount of time, but he does. And coming from somebody like you, that is amazing praise. Money, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the friendship, the relationship, the insight you just shared. you coming through, you're picking me up. I mean, just such good, good stuff, especially on the eve of the start of the season. I know your schedule is jam-packed, man. Thank you so much for another great, great conversation. I really appreciate you. Anytime. I mean it, Jim. Anytime you call, I'm here. I absolutely love chatting with you. I missed it. It had been too long. So it was great to hear your voice. I really enjoyed it, brother. You know, we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums and worse yet, how their rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, you want to talk about amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to our weekly podcast. You know this stuff that we talk about here daily. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms apply enormous thanks to matt money smith for carving out time and getting us all set for another nfl season i mean this sincerely nobody better than him and if you're as pumped as i am for pro football to be back you might also be interested in jim rome's big head bets aka the side hustle to the side hustles side hustle that's right we've got another one the big head james kelly and i are going to break down big games and we're going to throw out picks every single week and that podcast is going to make its debut on Friday make sure you look for that wherever you get your podcasts and of course stay locked right here for more episodes of the Jim Rome podcast because as always we've got a brand new app coming your way every single week so subscribe right now that way you'll never have to worry about hunting it down it will find you instead and while you're doing that I am going to leave you with this week's voicemails first new message Hey, Jim, Lance and OKC. I was just listening to the Tim Donahue podcast, and uh, all I could think of was uh, a dad joke. What do you call a basketball player when he goes blind? A referee. <laughs> hey Message deleted. Next message. What's up, Vance Mac? It's Brady. 
Yeah, I just got back from a camping trip up in Canada, and I'm sorry to admit it, but Trench and his bro, whatever those dudes' names were, they're right about the Canadians being fit and not being fat. I almost thought they were wrong because I saw some uh, heavyset folks getting out of a Suburban and an excursion. But then I looked and the license plate said New Jersey. So just says we got to step our game up south of the border. Message deleted. Next message. Romeo, what's up? It's Ryan in Sacktown again. Uh, can you please set my bill from Jungle Jail? Get me out. I'm only able to make this call because my cellmate from Albuquerque broke the toilet. And Matt in L.A. brought me a burner phone. It's really, really weird. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Jim. Steve, the musician from San Rafael bass player. Hey, Brian Kelly. Uh-oh. What family are you from now? Holy crap. What a game. Hope you're having a beautiful weekend, uh, holiday weekend. Can't believe this game. LSU. <laughs> wow. What do you get? 40 million bucks per point? He's going to get 10 points today, maybe. Maybe 17. We'll see. Message deleted. Next message. Romy, Justin and Melbourne, uh, so I'm re-entering the world of business ownership, and I want to thank you. I appreciate the reinvention project. I've been using a lot of insight by listening and applying it to my own business. So uh, thanks a lot. Keep up the work. You know I'm on all the pods, and I'm getting ready for the Big Head Bets pod. It'll be the trifecta. Message saved. You have no more messages.